Hello and welcome to Pit Stop Conversations. I am your host and those Dr. Vishakha Vora. Uh, dear listener, in uh, recent times we have seen such a spurt in the number of mental health illnesses and mental health disorders that have been reported. These existed for a long time. It was not that they are new, but now with greater awareness, with greater information and a little bit of loss of inhibition people are more willing to come out and say that we have some mental disorder or we are having some mental health issue and we need help for it uh, typically most of us are aware of two types of people the mental health professionals who are able to help us if we have any such issue and uh, they are typically known by their terminology that is psychologist and psychiatrist and however there is always a confusion between the two between the two so let me at the outset just have a clear distinction between what is a psychologist and what is a psychiatrist uh, so quickly a psychologist is someone who has a masters and or a doctorate degree in psychology whereas a psychiatrist is somebody who has done his or her graduation in medicine and then gone on to do a post graduation in the field of psychiatry so a psychiatrist is a licensed registered medical practitioner okay uh, who would be able to prescribe medication whereas a psychologist is only allowed by law to provide counseling services so having having said that uh, today i have with me a person who is a psychiatrist and she has been uh, working in the field for the past 7 years now so it gives me a lot of pleasure and a lot of joy to welcome dr vilona annunciation today on this podcast so welcome dr vilona uh, let me quickly introduce uh, a little more about her so she has completed her uh, md in psychiatry in 2013 and uh, for the past 7 years now she has been working as a consultant psychiatrist in uh, a couple of premier psychological health institutions in mumbai namely institute for psychological health and prafulta she is also a consultant psychiatrist at the uh, hiramongi navneet hospital in mulund and uh, she has a huge amount of experience dealing with a huge wide range of uh, mental issues and mental illnesses and i'm sure our conversation today is going to illuminate a lot of things for even you our listeners okay so without any further ado let us begin with this conversation uh, my first question to you dr vilona is what exactly does a psychiatrist do what wow. uh thank you so much for that uh, uh for that lovely introduction vishakha and thank you for asking me to be a part of this so to your question you want me to uh you want me to respond to what actually uh directed me towards uh, this no what what is what is, is that... a psychiatrist basically what is the uh, nature of work of a psychiatrist let's begin with that yeah okay okay see so um i think you clarified it very beautifully it's a very common concern that people who come to my opd also ask ki you know what does a psychiatrist do and what does a psychologist do so you you very uh, concisely put it um as a psychiatrist my uh, job in the clinic is to see patients evaluate their mental health status um look at all the concerns that they come to me 
way and sort of concise that into a diagnosis or at least a working uh, differential diagnosis and then finally decide on the treatment plan. So my role in the treatment comes in when the patient requires medications because what I do is I uh, prescribe, adjust, monitor the medication uh, dosages and also, you know, advise any uh, blood tests, any psychological evaluations that may be needed. And then I also define for them what could be the other ways in which they could support recovery. So, for example, if they need any psychotherapy, if they need any occupational therapy or remedial education or any other additional mental health support, then I would recommend that to the patient. So, essentially, my job um, revolves around diagnosing uh, and managing mental health disorders. Okay, great. So, uh, just to ask further, like, uh, what are the various range? I mean, there are several mental health issues that one hears about and of course they range from mild to severe in different people so what are the typically general kind of cases that you are handling especially in the past two years of the pandemic what do you see an increase in okay um i would say that uh honestly with the pandemic the severity of symptoms and the number of reach outs has increased but the kind of cases that i'm seeing are not very very different as compared to what i was seeing before the pandemic okay majority of the opd consists of about um you know um 30 to 60 percent of patients that come in are divided between anxiety as well as depression okay so majority of the cases that we see are mood related or anxiety related and uh, that forms the bulk of the consultations that come in. There are a few that come with extreme symptoms like maybe a major mood disorder like a bipolar mood disorder. There are some that come with extreme uh, paranoia or thought-related concerns. Few that come with obsessive-compulsive concerns. And uh, of late, we're seeing an increase in the number of uh, people reaching out for uh, digital addiction. Uh, screen addiction. So that is something that I see commonly in the OPD. I also see a very um, uh, significant population uh, from the pediatric segment. And, uh, you know, so a lot of the concerns that come to me also revolve around academic issues, behavioral issues like hyperactivity, anger or stubbornness or addiction to different substances or gadgets and uh, concentration and focus issues. So uh, it's a mix that I actually see in the OPD. Um, I don't have a lot of geriatric patients, but I definitely see some dementias also. Okay, so that is actually a very wide spectrum. And <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. as you as you mentioned that uh, it is not really any age related anymore. So you're seeing children as well as adults and of course, old uh, people as well. So the entire gamut of, uh, you know, life is actually under a lot of stress. And that is leading to increased number of mental health issues. Right? Um, absolutely. But uh, if we look at it from the, uh, you know, from the biological perspective, that is from the causation perspective, uh, there are also specific periods in life which predispose us to specific stresses. So especially adolescence could be a trigger for a number of uh, psychiatric conditions. We often see patients um, starting off with like a schizophrenia-like psychosis or OCD-like uh, picture in their 15 uh, years to 25 years uh, age bracket. 
then the middle ages are more uh, prone to mood as well as depressive disorders and sometimes delusional disorders the later ages are more prone to uh, both anxiety and depression as well as dementia so i also think that um, you know the age and stage of life that people are at that itself predisposes us to some mental health conditions and that's why i like what you said at the start you know it was always there it's just that awareness has increased people's comfort with reaching out for help has increased and of course um, now there is also um, you know so much of awareness that is being generated on social media which encourages people to reach out and at least ask so you know the number of people that come to the clinic and say i'm not sure i should be here but i'm here to check if something is wrong is very very heartening it's very nice to see that people are taking it very proactively you know so, uh, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that you know typically the adolescence which we all agree is a period of you know a lot of turbulence in the life of the individual and that is where uh, in fact it is also a period of time when the adolescent is expected to make a you know majority of life changing decisions in terms of career and uh, then that is where the uh, stressors that are there on the child are much more higher so uh, I would like to know when did you decide that you wanted to become a psychiatrist and uh, what motivated you to become a psychiatrist how did you land into this field So um to be honest I always knew I wanted to be a doctor there was no doubt about that from childhood like whenever anybody asked me beta aapko bada ho ke kya banna hai the answer would be doctor random <laughs> confidently I would I would say So post uh, 10th standard there was not even a doubt about taking up a PCMB and uh, I was like okay I'm going to do biology the reason I took up math was because my dad uh, who is as anxious as me thought that uh, you know pata nahi bio mein nahi milega marks so at least engineering ka you know option rakhte hain times so we so I did math as well but uh, yeah my heart was in bio and um, so once i got the necessary marks in um, um in the uh, 12th standard boards as well as in the ct i took admission in uh, mbbs in grant medical college in bombay and i was very very um, happy about the admission um and very thrilled about the fact that i got into one of the premier institutes in bombay and i wouldn't have to move far from home but um you know in the first year and second year some amount of uh, confusion and disillusionment started setting in ki is this the right field did i choose the right uh, am i even that smart that i can complete this because uh, up to school and 12th standard the portion was relatively easier so it was you know not like i would study very hard throughout the year but last minute padhai karke i would do really well in the exams and mbbs was not that so mbbs required like steady padhai you know from the first day whereas i wasn't so focused in my first two years i wasn't even sure that i was in the right place and um, especially in my second year i had a lot of doubts because we started with our clinical postings and we would go into the ward so you know we would be like a group of 15 16 students in our batch and we would go to the ward and you know, everybody around you would ask the patient ki aapko aapko kya kya takleef ho rahi hai acha aapko bukhar hai Uh, और क्या है यू नो सर्दी लग रही है आई यू ट्रेवलिंग शिवरिंग ऑल ऑफ दैट एंड इमिजिएटली दे वुड यू नो लुक एट इच अदर एंड सी मलेरिया 
एंड मेरे दिमाग में इतने सारे डाउट्स आ जाते थे नो ये डेंगू भी हो सकता है ये लेप्टस वायरसेस भी हो सकता है एंड आई वुड बी लाइक ओ माय गॉड लाइक आई एम इन द रॉन्ग प्लेस कंप्लीटली लाइक पीपल अराउंड मी आर सो कॉन्फिडेंट दैट आई एम एब्सोल्युटली टेरिफाइड सो द फर्स्ट 2 3 इयर्स वर अ लिटिल शेकी एंड देन आई मेट अ वेरी गुड फ्रेंड हु हेल्प्ड मी विद अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड यू नो ब्रिंगिंग द फोकस बैक ऑन टू माय स्टडीज एंड सो द लास्ट फ्यू इयर्स वर अ लिटिल इजीयर somewhere towards uh, my final year i was in the frame of mind that i'm i'm definitely happy to continue medicine and this is where i should be but i cannot deal with emergency uh, branches so nothing like medicine surgery anesthesia gynec jahan pe you know last minute night mein calls aayenge and i will panic so i said okay none of those branches are going to work out for me and um so that removed a huge chunk of the post graduation options you know because all the emergency medicine branches were out and i was not interested in non clinical so i definitely wanted to engage with patients because as a person i'm an extrovert i like talking to people and everything so i was like lab mein nahi baithna so i wanted to talk to people and engage with them and um that's when i thought of uh, two options one was dermat and the other was psychiatry and uh, all through my uh, preparation for my pg uh, entrance uh, people kept asking me what do you want to do and i kept saying either skin or psychiatry whichever uh, stream i get so um, i think um, in my uh, post graduation uh, for the ct there was some complication and they cancelled admissions and they readmitted a student so that's how the md seat for psychiatry opened up and i said you know it's just working out let me just take it and uh, go so i i took it and i went um i had to move from bombay to bangalore for my post graduation because i got md in karnataka and um, i actually went with the idea ki you know uh, it might be really tough but as i went uh, and i started the work i really found myself enjoying it so i found that talking to patients was um even though there the language was very different i had to learn kannada i had to uh, learn a little bit of malayalam and uh, understand tulu so language was really difficult and in psychiatry uh, the language becomes a huge comfort factor for the patient so um that was something that was challenging but the work was enjoyable so even if i had to do like late nights or wake up early in the morning it was uh, it was not something that i uh, was confused about so i think in psychiatry i finally felt like i was in the right place and then i was like okay this is something that i think i can do for the rest of my life and uh, uh yeah so overall i think um once i got admission and i actually started working in the wards is when it crystallized that okay this is where my life is going to go and this is how it's going to be and i'm i'm quite happy about it wow uh, you know uh, dr vilona as i was listening to you uh i think our listeners are also going to find uh, you know something that resonates with them as well that uh when you are in class 10th or 12th all that you are sure about is which general broad field that you want to go into it's only when you are you know uh, actually studying or actually doing the course that's when your thoughts begin to crystallize and then your clarity about what interests you 
like you came to a conclusion that uh, these are the areas that I definitely do not want to go into and then what are the options I have so the clarity so no person I mean in fact it's very rare that you know anybody is extremely crystal clear at the young age of say 15 or 18 uh, that where exactly they would be at the age of 22 or 25 so everybody goes through this process of you know a doubt a clarification of actually narrowing down to finally what they would love to do and uh, right so it's, it's great to hear your journey and it's great to know that you know the listener is going to find somebody some something that they can resonate with they can actually identify with okay, because this journey is something that most students go through most students go through like you know and uh, there there is always that self-doubt that am I good enough like you talked about your experience with other, uh, you know, uh, classmates of yours in the wards. And there is, of course, everybody has that feeling. But it's uh, like, you know, when you grow and develop yourself and when that thought comes in. And of course, you also mentioned that you had a friend who kind of then redirected your focus. And so, uh, so listeners, even your, uh, you know, your friends, your mentors, your classmates, or, you know, all those people around you are going to be your support system. So hold on to them right from the time you are in school. Make sure that you continue with them throughout your life, right? right uh, because they are the ones who are going to support you irrespective of whether they are in the same field or not but they are going to the ones who is going to constantly motivate you and you know cheer you up when you are down or having doubts so great uh, okay so you mentioned that it's only when you went to the field of psychiatry that's when you really started enjoying so would you say that uh, you know that is the place where you found that your aptitudes or your skills uh, were matching to the requirement of the field would you say that and if yes then what kind of aptitudes or skills do you think are necessary for a person to uh, kind of enjoy in this field and of course then be successful in it So, um, I would I would definitely say that I found my fit in psychiatry when I when I got into the uh, you know the actual work in a clinic and actually talking to the patients and then understanding how to diagnose how to um, you know work with managing patients. That's when I really understood where my fit is. Um, I would say that uh, you know in order to uh, enjoy psychiatry or to enjoy uh, working in mental health, even if it is not specifically psychiatry, even if it is in psychology or any of the allied branches, um, I would say uh, you need to enjoy interacting with people. That's a very core, um, you know, um, that's a very core factor in mental health because you need to have that um, willingness to listen to, sometimes for a long time, listen patiently to the other person. Uh, you need to have a lot of curiosity because you need to want to understand why is this happening and why is this not happening and how this is working out, you know. So that curiosity needs to be there about uh, identifying and, you know, getting to the root cause. Um, I also feel that uh, for me personally, uh, what, what really um, fit in was the fact that um, I was, I already uh, feel I had the, uh, the uh, you know, the intelligence in terms of studying for 
this particular branch but um the personality that i i have you know um i've i've had this repeated to me by a number of patients ki i um set them at ease i make them comfortable in the clinic and you know they feel like they can speak to me so um this is something that i always had as a personality trait and i think people found it very easy to get along with me even while i was in college but now in the clinic i've worked on it consciously to you know help establish a better rapport with my patients and um so that that was one of my personality traits that i used as an advantage and i could see that even while i was doing my post graduation uh, a few friends of mine would struggle to establish rapport with the patient but i would be able to establish it faster than and sometimes i would be able to also establish rapport with their patients that would create a little bit of conflict so <laughs> then i would be like okay let me let me maintain a little boundary here but uh, yeah i think you should be able to connect with the person um, opposite to you and uh, even if you don't um, so i know that there is a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, talk about uh, empathy and i know that it is very difficult to be empathetic towards the other person because it's very difficult to put yourself in the other person's shoes but if you are um, you know open minded to the fact that the other person could be going through all of that even though you don't understand it they could be going through it that also makes it very real to the other person that you are willing to listen and you are willing to understand them so um i feel um these were very important um, skills that helped me in the profession one thing which i was really bad at and which i have consciously worked to improve on is my attention span i am by nature a very hyperactive and very non focused person like i can do five things at one time but um i realized and very early on i think uh, in my first year md only i realized that i can't be distracted because then i miss a lot of vital history points i i could miss diagnostic uh, or even medication related uh, you know points so uh, i consciously worked on um, improving my focus and concentration during the uh, sessions so now what i do is i make notes or i repeat what i have missed and i ask the person to uh, you know i reframe it for the person and say it to them again so that they are able to uh, you know understand that i am actually paying attention to what they're saying and it also clarifies for me what the person is saying so i think attentiveness and uh, you know focus is something that is going to be very important in this profession um and of course it has to be something you love doing otherwise i don't think you'll wake up in the morning and want to see that opening full of patients <laughs> so that uh, that of course that is that has always been there i i i think uh, you know after i took up psychiatry there has not been a day where i've gotten up and i'm like oh my god i have to see patients i'm i'm always excited to go to the opd so that's something that i i'm very grateful for because um, i know that not everybody gets to be in a profession that they love and uh, it's it's really good that i'm able to do this every single day so yeah very great, great dr vilona from what i heard uh, i'll just quickly summarize it for our listeners so some of the aptitudes and skills and personality characteristics that are essential to be you know successful in this field one is uh, you know your ability to be curious curious about the other person ability to 
look at the person with complete attention and complete focus uh, so as to uh, as you rightly said empathy is it's a little bit difficult when you're actually trying to imagine what the person is going to go th- is going through but yes you can actually uh, you know make the person comfortable enough so as to trust you with sharing uh, so that is also important then you also talked about uh, you know uh, having a lot of um, attention to detail that is something that needs to be there because there are minute things that you need to catch on and uh, especially in this field wherein you are also looking at the verbal and non-verbal communication of the patient so uh, that definitely comes into play where you are paying close attention to what the person is saying or is conveying through their body language right and uh, you also talked about uh, building a close rapport and that requires a comfort level in talking to people so uh, not necessarily an extroverted personality because even introverts can communicate and you know so it's not necessary but it is a characteristic that is a uh, what do you say it's it's a done thing you need to have that you need to have that you know wherein you want to talk to people and not by force but through a genuine you know internal uh, wish that i want to know and talk to this person and want to find out more about this person right and uh, of course like very very important the uh, i think the satisfaction that you get that you know you have actually uh, been instrumental in uh, alleviating somebody's pain i think that's a big high and that's where uh, that's where i feel that that's what's motivating you as well to get up every morning and face the opd patients right so uh, that's all these are all the skills and aptitudes and uh, like you rightly pointed out i was very impressed by the fact that you know not all aptitude skills or personality characteristics were inherently within you some of them you had to consciously work on and develop and which is possible and which is possible like everybody yeah, yes so, uh, but uh, you need to identify that what is it that i am uh, lacking in and what is it that is important for my job so what do i need to work on and how can i develop it so having that awareness i guess it's very very important right okay great so uh, if i ask you uh, just related to this like you have described like you when you wake up you are looking forward to a whole uh, you know opd of uh, patients so what does your typical day look like what are your hours and how do you plan out the day what is the day look like for you okay so i am an absolute workaholic so i work 6 days a week if i'm allowed to i will work 7 days a week i think my husband now throws a huge tantrum if i work on sundays and my kids have started copying him so uh, yeah i used to i started my practice with working on sundays as well because at that point the ngo that i was with ibh did not have slots for saturday and i since i was starting out i said okay i'll take the sunday slot and um, and uh, believe me i have enjoyed it it is not i mean i don't regret working weekends and everything like that um now i typically work from monday to saturday um i usually start my day by 9 and um because of the pandemic um it's now a combination on of online and offline opds so i do uh, online on 3 days of the week and then uh, the other 3 days are offline and the offline days are divided between the different clinics that i go to um so typically i would um wake up somewhere around um, 7:30 or 8 am um take about an hour to prepare 
these are on days where I have online OPD. Um, so by nine, I sit down and start with the OPD. I take a break around one for lunch, then about half an hour for lunch. At present, because my kids are doing online schooling, that afternoon time is devoted to their um, schooling. And then I start again somewhere around 3, 3.30 and then continue till some days almost up till 8 or 9 p.m. Uh, but from, um, you know, before the pandemic and now starting December 1st, I have decided to close OPD at 6 o'clock. So I will do it through the day. I will not take the break in the afternoon for the kids' studies and I will... Uh, just take a one hour break from one to two but then resume OPD at two and finish off at six um, that was my usual schedule um, evenings um, I would typically uh, you know there are sometimes meetings related to the NGOs that I work with I also do a lot of uh, projects um, you know like I run support groups and I run uh, community outreaches uh, in association with the NGOs that I work with so there are meetings related to that which are usually in the evenings and um, I also make time for working out. So that is usually the end of my day. I finish my dinner early by 7, 7.30 and then I do like a workout and then crash. So uh, that's how the typical day goes. But I take a lot of breaks because I work crazy hours and I work, uh, you know, a lot. So what I used to do before the pandemic was I would travel every month for a few days. And then I would take two long vacations in the whole year. So I would take like, uh, two, three weeks vacations for Diwali or uh, the summer vacations. And uh, now, because of the restrictions on travel, it has really slowed down. But uh, I've already restarted on a, a you know, on a slow basis, uh, traveling to nearby places and short trips and all of that. I think that's very, very important for my mental health because uh, I, I go for that vacation, I come back recharged, I get the time to do things that I otherwise don't get to do. So vacations I generally spend uh, uh, either if we are in a place where I can cook, I cook or I paint and I really enjoy all of that. So uh, that's how I also, you know, relieve my own stress. But uh, yeah, typically this is how my routine looks like. It's really interesting and I'm, I'm finding it very heartening to hear that uh, whether it is on a everyday basis or whether it is during the year's basis you do make it a point to take time out for your own self whether it is for exercising or whether it is for relaxing but yes it is extremely important that uh, you know when uh, when you are catering to somebody other, somebody else's mental health you also need to focus yes. on your own mental yes. health as well right and uh, and uh, like you mentioned that the de-stressors yes. for you are cooking and painting and traveling so these are the ways in which you relax and of course exercising that is something very Absolutely. regularly that you do right uh, so while while i was listening to you i was also trying uh, you know just a uh, thought came to my mind that uh, like today you have you know almost more than seven years of practice and today that level of confidence that you have in uh, you know uh, handling patients is definitely much more different but how was it when you started out like you know as a fresh uh, postgraduate uh, of course you had experience when you worked in the wards like you know during those two years of um, masters but it is completely a different experience when you're actually in the area world of work right so how was it when initially? How was it? What was uh, the experience so, like at that um, time? Honestly, Vishaka, it was, um, you know, clinically there wasn't a lot of change because um, I was already seeing the kind of patients that I started seeing in the OPD uh, before uh, starting practice as in when I was training. 
so clinically i had absolutely no um confusion at all i must say that uh, the college i passed out from really trained me well because you know they would make us do very rigorous very detailed histories so i was used to filling pages and pages of history before submitting the case sheet to my uh, teacher and you know that is a habit that has stayed with me over the years uh where now i always take a detailed uh, note and uh, that that is extremely helpful um i think in the initial part my hesitation was more to do with um you know what will the patient think or um, how will they what will they think of me as a doctor or how will they will they come back to me you know as a young doctor that is that is the worry because you're sitting a khali in the bed you know there are not too many patients so what happened why did that patient come back did i do something wrong so these kind of uh, doubts that would come um but i must say that i was very fortunate to work with organizations that had a lot of seniors around you know so i've had a lot of support from my seniors i would when i was stuck with a case i would go and discuss with them and they would help uh at iph uh, you know we have a lot of uh, other psychiatrists who are practicing and all of them are very very helpful so whenever there was a challenging case i could discuss it with them i could uh, tell my patient that okay i'm stuck here maybe you can go and meet my sir and that person would help so that sort of over a period of time built up my confidence because then when i saw the way they dealt with the patient i either learned that uh, what i was doing was right and i should be firm on it or i learned that okay there's a different way to handle it and i should you know try it this way the next time so that has been a lot of learning um i think uh, what i uh, only really really miss is the fact that uh, right now my practice is extremely opd based so you know whenever there is a case that requires uh, inpatient admission or hospitalization that's when i think you know three four times because uh, that's not something now i'm very conversant with about seven years back when i was just out of training we used to admit patients very regularly but now that's not really uh, you know a big part of my practice and um, i think as time goes it will uh, further recede into not being a part of my practice with a you know completely opd based practice because uh, there are a lot of commitments on my time and i i would need to uh, sort of streamline things and while i do enjoy the inpatient uh, uh, treatment as well and you know seeing the patient every day managing it is a very different kind of uh, opd uh, is a very different kind of uh, medical practice but um, uh, given that my focus is also reaching out to the community and you know uh, creating awareness i think that is something that will take a back seat over so yeah i think um, now uh you just yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry i've just uh, uh, i'm just uh, you know uh, stopping you in between but you mentioned this and i, I just uh, that uh, that kind of struck with me uh, you said that uh, you know you you openly uh, conveyed to the client whenever you were stuck you conveyed it to the client and let's seek uh, you know uh, an opinion from a colleague or from a senior uh, so Uh, was there any hesitation because uh, to refer to somebody could was it was there ever any a time where you know you felt that this is not something that i can handle it's better that somebody else so you needed to refer and uh, also uh, when you had to like you know seek help from you know a senior wherein you felt stuck with a client again was there was there any uh, you know uh, hesitation on your part to admit that yes i am stuck 
and i need because uh, most professionals when they, whenever they are starting out or whether after a few years of practice that that sort of you know uh, feeling comes in that you know what will people think if i admit that i am not you know uh, that uh, confident in treating them or not that uh, uh, i mean i'm not very sure about a case particularly so has that happened with you was there that hesitation was uh, there in your mind or you were open about it that's it's okay i mean i i know that i am stuck and i need help here so uh, you were quite open about uh, going to any senior or going to uh, a friend who would you know help you out with this with a discussion on the case how was that so, uh, to be honest um i'm uh, i've always been someone who has a lot of doubt to start with only so you know there are always questions in my mind ki whether i'm doing the right thing whether i'm diagnosing uh, correctly over the years that has reduced a lot so initially um i was um you know i i would say initially i would go and ask a lot more now i am um i mean it's not doubt in my mind but um now it is more of a you know i i think i can't help you any further and maybe you should seek somebody else you know m- more of that kind of even preference. admitting that requires courage i guess that i can't help you much and uh, you know you better see it does right because uh, uh, I, i mean i'm just sharing this what i have observed in the profession is that um, many many professionals are not willing to you know admit that you know they are not be they are not really uh, you know capable enough to handle this particular situation and they would rather refer it to somebody else it is outside their area of expertise or whatever but and most professionals are not and that is where we see a lot of you know uh, where patients uh, go back quite disillusioned yeah. with the uh, with the uh, kind of treatment they have received so that's something to be admired that you are you know honest enough to say if it is not possible for you you might as well at seek it somebody uh, with somebody else so to me na vishakha it never felt like um, there is i mean that i need to um, i think it stems from the fact that um, you know when i work with a patient i try and do what i can to the best of my capacity and when i can't help it really um, makes me wonder what else could be done for the patient so it's more that curiosity ki aur kya kar sakte hai jisse patient will get benefited and in the past um, you know maybe it's also the kind of seniors that i've had you know because all of them were uh, extremely supportive and you know they were like okay maybe you should try this or maybe uh, hey did you think of this you know instead of saying acha tumhe ye bhi nahi aata you know so that also makes a difference i know that uh, you know in uh, medical colleges sometimes the the way your senior reacts to you makes a huge difference to whether you'll go and ask so even uh, during my post graduation the uh, department heads and everybody we still have a very good rapport with them uh, but they were all very approachable like any doubt any question they were always willing to answer uh, them and there was no uh, ki oh you're third year student and you itna bhi nahi aata tumko that was never the kind of uh, response that we got so I think that has also played a huge role in making me, in that sense, confident enough to say, "Okay, this is not uh, what I know." But here, I would like to um, emphasize that none of us can possibly be all-knowing. None of us, no matter how many years of experience we have. So I, I know that my senior sir, as in the founder of IPH, who I work with very closely, 
also at point says ki okay i can't do anything beyond this and this is what you need to do and uh, so maybe having role models like that for me has also played a role in you know making me very confident in saying ki theek hai baba this is not my cup of tea you better seek help somewhere having having good mentors yes. is extremely important yes, it's right? extremely important okay okay uh so uh, i just want to mention here to the listener that uh, you know we see that there is a huge need for psychiatrists but somehow uh, if you look go by the numbers you will find that you know there is uh, you know uh, less than one psychiatrist per 1 lakh people and with a population of 1.3 billion and uh, with more than you know i mean uh, 5 to 10 crores of people having mental health issues uh, why do you think i mean i would like to know your opinion dr vilona on this why do you think psychiatry is an option that most medical students are not opting for or do you think there are there are any barriers uh, which are kind of preventing uh, you know uh, students to consider this as a option for uh, mastering in what are some of the things that you would like to share on this okay so um it is now growing to become a lucrative option in terms of uh, you know medical uh, studies because what people are understanding now something that i understood long back is that is that it's not emergency branch you know so you can have your timings you can define when you want to work and uh, it's a pretty chill life later on so that's something that um, people are now starting to pay attention to and especially uh, a lot of women are choosing uh, psychiatry as an option uh, because it's a very um, in that sense not a very risky uh, profession to be working in plus um, you know it's very flexible in terms of time with the online consultations that have now become uh, approved legally uh, it has become a lot more easier i mean you can easily work from home without uh, too much of constraint um while i was studying i think um, the whole perception towards psychiatry was very very uh, different so you know the the basic thought that comes to mind when you say psychiatry is pagalokaro So that is the first thing that comes to mind, right? And uh, if you look at actually in the OPD, the number of people that we see who, um, you know, would fit into that traditional definition of "ye pagal ho gaye hain" is very very small. Majority of the people are like you and me, who are going through some stress, who are going through some anxiety, have been through a very stressful time, are going through depression, and have come for help for a temporary period. They do better. They go off back to their, uh, you know, routine life. so um, there is a mismatch between the perception of what the life is going to be and actually what happens in the clinic so i think that is something that uh, people are um, unsure of or afraid of uh, there's also the whole um, you know stigma with uh, knowing that you are at least it was there for quite a while so um, you know at social events or when you meet a person you are seeing in the clinic outside the person will not want to show that they know you you know but whereas with any other doctor they would be very proud to say ki ye mere diabetes ke doctor hai ya ye mere neurologist hai ye mere pediatrician hai so that is very uh, very awkward in psychiatry so that is another thing that i think uh, plays on people's mind and um, i would i would also say that there is a certain hierarchy in um, the choice of uh, stream 
um dependent on um you know the kind of income that you might potentially generate also and uh, usually surgical branches are more lucrative and medical branches are uh, of course now internal medicine pediatrics anesthesia all of that is also very lucrative uh, but i think in that hierarchical order psychiatry was never higher psychiatry was always lower down because it would depend on the number of patients you would see and obviously like as a psychiatrist you can't see patients every 5 minutes every 2 minutes you are you have a defined time and in a day there are so many slots that you can get so um, i think that has also been a factor that has uh, played into uh, you know the decision making when it comes to becoming a psychiatrist but i feel a lot of this is changing because i see a lot more youngsters now interested in mental health wanting to do psychiatry and um uh, i also feel that um uh, within the within the community as in within the medical community there is some amount of um there is still a, a you know feeling that psychiatry is not like the branch that you should go to so when i took up psychiatry i had a number of friends that uh, told me that psychiatry kyun liya you know ek aur saal padhti you would have got derma and i was like nahi but you know i was quite happy with the of branch and i'm i'm quite happy doing it and also even now like uh, you know patients sometimes are a lot more informed and when a when another medical practitioner is referring a patient to me despite knowing the fact that um, i am a psychiatrist i am a medical practitioner they will often कॉल मी एंड टेल मी ये पेशेंट है पोस्टमार्टम डिप्रेशन है लेकिन दवाई मत देना तुम कुछ काउंसलिंग कर एंड यू नो दैट देन प्रॉम्प्ट्स मी टू से कि आई यू नो लेट मी डिसाइड हाउ इंटेंस द डिप्रेशन इज एंड वेदर मेडिकेशंस आर नीडेड और नॉट बट देयर इज स्टिल दैट थॉट प्रोसेस अमंग सम मेडिकल प्रैक्टिशनर्स दैट साइकैट्रिक इज स्टिल ऑल टू डू विद जस्ट काउंसलिंग एंड इट्स नॉट अबाउट गिविंग मेडिकेशंस एट ऑल और मेडिकेशंस आर नॉट नीडेड एट ऑल सो Uh, I think there is that resistance also in the field. Um, I'm hoping that changes over a period of time and people start looking at uh, psychiatry more positively. Wow! So that's that's really very illuminating. That uh, you know, even within the field, within the medical field, as well as at the general population level, there are several misconceptions and uh, several preconceived notions about this field. which uh, kind of you know uh, turn into thoughts that you know this is this even a field that should be considered but as you have rightly shown and as your career has shown that it is a field that if you really enjoy doing and it is something that you are attuned to by your you know personality by your aptitudes and by your very nature then definitely you are going to make a difference you are going to be successful in it you are probably even be earning as well as uh, you know the surgical or the other uh, fields of med- medicine that you talked about the emergency services that you talked about so uh, it is a field that one can actually grow into it is a field that one can actually learn a lot from and of course it is a field that is so so crucial today's times at least definitely wherein uh, like you know helping somebody overcome their distress is such a such a uh, you know blessed feeling from within so definitely it is something that you know uh, one should consider that being in this field is very very rewarding not just financially but also for your own satisfaction right so uh, one one last one last uh, question before we close this conversation uh, 
uh you talked about you know medication as being a core part of uh, you know uh, psychiatric practice and uh, there is a lot of fear in terms of taking medication right so how do you and uh, so i would like you to answer it in two parts one whether medication is always required number one uh, and two uh, is uh, i mean why is the fear of medication there and should one fear taking medications um so honestly if you um if you ask me medications are often required for the patients that come to me in opinion okay and uh, this a lot of people find surprising because it's not that medications are always required but uh, many of the times by the time the person has made the decision to come to me they have done a lot of Round and round the problem and round has and increased to that level. To yeah, yeah, it has increased to an extent, or it is now at a point where they just cannot ignore it and they have to come to the clinic, and that's when medications will be required. So, out of say hundred percent of patients coming to the clinic, I would prescribe medications for ninety five percent plus of the patients. That is the amount of uh, intensity of concerns that they come to me with. but absolutely medicines are not required every single time so there have been times where i have told the patient that hey listen uh, i don't think meds are required or let's get an assessment first or let us wait and you know probably try with therapy first but i would say those incidences are very few and far if a patient has been proactive enough to realize that they are distressed early enough then probably you are saying medication will not be required maybe right yes okay okay yes. either if the level of distress is uh, not as significant and if they come on very uh, early in the onset of the distress so that's when we can say okay maybe we try with the therapy okay. first um how do you how do you tackle the fear of medication this is yes this is uh, this is a very common question that comes up in the opd and every single new patient that i have will ask me uh, you know ki uh, are the medicines really that bad Uh, am i going to get addicted to them everybody has told me not to take psychiatric medications which we know what ea must do that type of a, you know thought process that is expressed um what i do is i have a very um, straightforward and honest interaction with the client where i tell them that um the medicines may help may not help they may have side effects may not have side effects we will need to have a continuing conversation to see what is happening with the medication so how the medication actually interacts is something that i have studied in my pharmacology book but what it does in your body is what you will have to tell me when you come back to me for the follow up and um, i assure them that if there is a concern i will support so whether it means changing the medicine tapering down and stopping um, adjusting the dosage whatever whatever adjustment needs to be done i assure them that that i will do uh, but uh, that they will have to give the process time they will have to be honest and tell me what are the concerns that are uh, coming up and um, that if at a point of time we feel that the medicines are not helping at all i will also tell them that okay maybe we should uh, you know just consider stopping the medications so um, i think uh, this approach has worked very effectively for patients because even those who uh, weren't convinced that they needed medication um and you know decided okay after a one consultation with me decided that they don't want to continue further have remained in touch 
and a few la- years later they come back and say you know you said this and it made a lot of sense but that time i did not follow your advice so now i want to restart consultation and now you know 7 8 years in practice now it is those cases that are coming back so it's very um, heartening to you know get that feedback from patients you know you said it and you made a lot of sense but we didn't listen to you at that point of time so it's good that they feel comfortable enough to come back to me and they don't feel that i will judge them and say acha tab nahi sune hamare ho so you know that 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 equation is not there and they they're comfortable and i i am grateful for that so um i think it's very important i guess uh, does it does it help to even uh, tell them in this manner that you know if it was a physical ailment that you were suffering from uh say for example blood pressure wouldn't you take medication that will continue throughout your life almost or whether it is say thyroid or whether it is diabetes which again requires medication lifelong and of course they do have their own side effects too but the aim of that medication is to make sure that you are suffering goes down and i guess Correct. it's the same Correct. when it comes to mental health also right that uh, whether you are taking it for a short term duration or whether you are taking it for a long term duration and of course i think uh, if i am not mistaken just correct me on this lo- lifelong medication is only required in extremely severe cases right but most uh, yeah so most cases would require uh, you know uh, medication only for a short period of time and just like you have uh you take medication for some physical illness and uh, take it for a short period of time similarly one can take it for a uh, short period of time even for mental health illness uh so listeners today we have had a great conversation with dr vilona who is a psychiatrist and we have got so much insight and input from her about what exactly goes into becoming a psychiatrist you have seen that even uh, like all of us uh, she also has had doubts as a student but gained confidence over a period of time and by constant focus by constant attention by constantly rechanalizing her energy she was able to make it a success and she finally found a field that she was extremely happy with so uh, that's what the aim of every career choice should be that you know you should be really really up and about and you know uh, it it should be something that you should be willing to do even get, getting up early in the morning or even working till late at night so it was great having a conversation with dr vilona thank you so much for being here on our show and uh, listeners so we'll be stopping this podcast soon so make sure if you are interested to listen make sure that you are subscribing and sharing it also with your friend circles so that they also get to know a lot of information that we are going to get through our guests and on my next podcast episode i'm going to have somebody who uses laughter therapy to make uh, people feel better and to you know alleviate their suffering so who is it going to be and what is it that this person does you will find out in the next episode so do remember to listen share and subscribe thank you once again for joining me on pit stop conversations looking forward to being in touch with you every time thank you and goodbye